Welcome back to Change Ed. Changed. I am your host, Andrew Kuhn from Montgomery County Intermediate Unit. And here with me is... Riding Andrew's coattails, this is Tony Marabito from IU21. That's right. <laughs> so glad you're here, Tony. It's great to be here. Change Ed is a podcast dedicated to education and all that's happening in education, a place where we can have real conversations and help inspire one another, meaning all of us in this educational world, to embrace all that's happening and find a place to be heard. So we are going to have, we're going to be sending out podcasts every Monday. They're going to be roughly five to 10 minute conversations about different topics, topics that are current, that are relevant and are impacting us as educators. So one of the first things and the thing that started all of this was uh, the new science standards. So really it's the new science, technology, engineering, environmental literacy and sustainability standards, STEELS. And we said, well, why science? Why now? And one of the things that it led us to was AI and education. And we felt like we needed to pull that apart a little bit. And there are three main things that came to mind was the reactions, impacts of AI, and the integration of AI. These are all things that I don't care what you teach, you're having a conversation about AI in some capacity, whether it's in your school or whether directly in your classroom. Tony, what is what conversation has been like for you when you talk to educators about AI? Well, I can remember day one when this thing called Chat GPT dropped and everybody was typing something in and uh, the website was crashing because so many people were on it um, at the same time. And uh, just the instant reaction was a little bit of negativity. I would say the first instinct um, that a lot of schools and, and, and even teachers and even myself was, oh man, we need to block this. This is just giving kids answers. They don't need to think anymore. Um, and really I, it took some conversation, but more, there can be more benefit than there is, um, neg negativity towards this. Uh, if we really think of it in the classroom model, there's so many different benefits. There's ideas right at our fingertips. Now, um, and we need to be able to utilize this resource as opposed to being afraid of it. Yeah. Wouldn't you say, I mean, part of that is human instinct, right? I mean, when, when Domino's like changed the recipe, it was, you know, it was, for me, it was earth shattering, right? Like, am I going to hate this now? Right? Like I gave you a lot of business. What is that going to look like? So I think part of that from what you're saying can be humanistic, natural instinct. And the other thing it makes me think of is COVID-19, right? Like there were teachers uh, all over the place on what it would look like to go online. But I know COVID-19 happened. I was like, I am not going online, right? Like time out, Everything's timed out. And yet we mm -hmm. found a way as a, a community to get our way online, right? There were different challenges all over for sure. Like I don't want to discount anyone, but but educators found a way to push forward. So even if it wasn't online, there were ways that we adapted and changed what we were doing to meet the needs of our students and our communities. So I think that's another example of like, Maybe initially we resisted collectively, but then found a way to say this, you know, we have to persist. We have to do this. And I think that's happened time and time again, right? Like the calculator wasn't necessarily like a smashing hit when it first came out, right? Like it right. had, there were concerns that it would ruin math, right? Like, and, and it ended up being a tool, but we as educators also guided it down that path, right? So the sooner we, right. we, we embrace calculators, the sooner we could like get around it and say, here's how we use it versus saying, nope, we're going to, we're not going to touch that. And then 
we leave them to their own devices. Right. Just like anything new, I think you're a little hesitant at first until you understand it. A lot of trial and error. You know, uh, I can remember when now we're going to date ourselves, AOL Instant Messenger. You know, parents were over your shoulder making sure you weren't saying anything um, that you shouldn't be. So, and now, you know, there's a third, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders that have cell phones that text every second of the day, you know? So uh, just like any new technology, I think there's time there that allows us to get used to it. Well, Tony, I don't, I don't want to call you out, but uh, I, I don't want to date you, but I've never actually heard of AOL. Instant yeah. Messenger? Is that what you call it? It, it <laughs> not, doesn't ring about yeah. Remember the dial-up internet? Yeah, that, that stuff. <laughs> oh, I, my uh, my parents told me about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the next thing that this makes you think of, and this, this is a broad conversation about AI, because we could dive deep and have way longer than a five to 10 minute conversation about any parts of this. So we're, we know we're hitting the surface. But what does the impact look like for using this in your classroom? And I think going back to my experiences in the elementary world, right, and all the accommodations, the modifications for assignments that we do as teachers in the classroom on a daily basis, now we kind of have those ideas at our fingertips. There's endless ideas out there, you know, going back to chat GPT, just by asking, you know, how do I modify a science lesson on, on cells? There's 20,000 different ideas that can, that can come from that. And now we have that at our fingertips rather than, you know, creating our own, um, content, putting it on Teachers Pay Teachers. It's all there. It's all free. We could use it to our advantage. So what I'm hearing is that it's an opportunity to raise up the collective and kind of, if it's a learning machine, it's going to learn from all the users that it has. So embracing it and being part of that, you actually put your voice into that community and part of that creation. And I would say, you know, the impacts of not using it are actually really significant, maybe less significant for us. Uh, well, obviously you said you were older from that AOL comment, but but for, for, for us, it, it's less significant. So I think the important thing people need to hear is that AI won't take your job. Someone who knows how to use AI will take your job, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a different impact Great for point. us in education, but you talked about the business world in our last episode. And it's super significant for them. They're being impacted by it right now, but the people who would be impacted by us most significantly is our students. So if we're not oh. preparing them and equipping them, whatever that might look like, that's going to be their world. They're the ones who will lose jobs. So if we, if we resist too much for too long, it will have lifelong impacts on our students that it may not have on us. And that kind of leads me to this integration piece. I think it's important for us as educators, as, as we've historically done, to be a model leader and learner in the classroom. And it's okay to admit that you don't know everything, right? That was kind of a formal, former mindset of being, you know, kind of the, the person with all the answers and instead kind of being this guide on the side or being like a, uh, a, a necessarily a, almost like a tour guide that as questions come up, you can kind of answer them, right? We're on a scavenger hunt. So being able to admit that you don't know it all, but also um, kind of this idea of like fail forward, right? Like show how, what does failing look like? Not that you failed, but you're failing or you're at least trying and you're making this effort um, and hey, that didn't work, right? We're going to do something different and to be able to adjust and pivot uh, and I think also allows you a little bit more flexibility during the year versus feeling stuck. Like we do this, so we're going to keep doing it, even though I know it's not working. What's your perspective right. on integration? 
Yeah, I think we need to integrate or we're going to fall behind. I think this is uh, almost like the beginnings of the internet back to AOL when you had to dial up. Um, it started out very small and it got very big, very fast. And I think that's kind of where we are with AI. It's being developed. There's a great um, resource out there called futurepedia.io. Um, every day there's AI that drops out there um, free, paid for. Um, but our, our students are, are going to be using it and it's not going away anytime soon. So I think it would be a benefit if we could tie some of that uh, into our teaching, not saying that we need to use it on a daily basis or anything like that, but let's take advantage of those tools. Let's take a look uh, and and choose something uh, that our that our students might think is fun, is cool. Um, that might be outside the normal realm that AI allows us to do. We'd like to thank Futurepedia for their unpaid uh, sponsorship for this episode. Well, I think there's a lot more that we could dive into for sure on AI, and it's something that I think will show up in a lot more episodes. But since we're hitting our time frame, we're going to cut it for now, and I will see you next episode.